you're not always going to get a great mark on your first try. You're not always going to get to your dream sometimes on your first shot. For me, high school taught me to like shoot for the stars always. But sometimes if you miss, at least you land on the moon. And the next time you decide to shoot for that dream again, you're that much closer than you were before. Good day and welcome to the Leading with Nice interview series podcast. My name is Matthew Ewell and today I'm really excited because we're doing something we haven't done before and that's we're having a student on. Now typically if you listen to the podcast, you know most people we've had on are probably like 30 plus, they're working, they're full time because often we're looking for people that have uh, seasoned leadership advice, can offer you practical tips and actionable items. And so typically that comes from people who have had a bit more work experience, life experience, etc. However, I was fortunate enough uh, earlier this year to be speaking to a high school class. And our guest today, Connor McDowell, was a member of that class. And instantly it was pretty apparent that there is something uh, unique and special about Connor. So we had an email conversation and we talked about coming on the podcast show. And, and here he is now. Connor, before I tell people a little bit about you, welcome to the show. How you doing? Oh, not bad, Matthew. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. That's so cool. All right, great. So a few things now. You're in grade 12. You're graduating. And do I understand you've been named valedictorian? Uh, it is. Honestly, yes. It's a huge honor, especially because I just learned about a week or two ago. And it's uh, it's really humbling, especially be, to be chosen by the guys at Neil and the community, it's its a huge honor for me. And I'm honestly, when I hear about it, I'm speechless. When they told me, I broke down in tears. It was just, it was a happy moment in my life and I'm never going to forget it. Well, just so you know, speechless and valedictorian do not go together. There'll probably be a speech involved <laughs> at some point. Exactly. <laughs> Connor enjoys a lot of things and just a few of them. I'm going to read off his bio here. Um, fishing, hunting, powerlifting, hockey, soccer, baseball, track and field and football but i also know neil when he said neil that's neil mcneil the high school that he attends here in toronto that i've done some work with through a client and one of the things neil mcneil is very big into is developing leaders and i became aware of connor because he has played a role in i'm not sure what the title or the term is at the school connor but it's like a big brother or like a mentor big brother the younger students. Yeah, big brother. So what is that? What's involved in doing that job at Neil? So really what it is, is I'll explain the whole program. I'll try to keep it short. So it's like you come into grade nine and you get grade 11 big brothers and you get grade 12 big brother coordinators. So really what that is, is you have a group of younger students to look after. You're making sure that the younger kids, you know, follow good habits, that they get their work done. You know, that they enjoy the, the best out of their first year. They get the most out of it. So it's really like what a big brother would do in real life. You know, they, they take care of the little brothers and they make sure that they're doing everything and, you know, doing it to the best of their ability. And you're there to answer questions really for them, right? They're brand new to the school. They don't know really the habit, the flow of what's going to go on. So if they have any questions, the big brothers are always there to answer it. You know, maybe give them some exam review, how, how I study, how others study. So... I really enjoyed it, especially me coming into school in grade nine, because my big brother really 
got me introduced to the school. And I owe a lot to him because he actually helped me to be who I am today just from me spending time with them. So it's an amazing program. And if people listening go to Neil or thinking about it, it, it makes the school really special. And I wouldn't change much about it at all. Now, in addition to all the things I've mentioned, you work part-time, you've done a lot of volunteer work. So, you know, you're a young, motivated man. I'm just curious, like, how did that come to be? Like, what were your influences? So I honestly got bullied from kindergarten all the way up to grade eight. Mm. And that's not the way I wanted to learn about life, but it was the way that I was taught about it. And I was a guy who got diagnosed with a learning disability, who got diagnosed with ADHD and like grade two or grade three. And then really what happened is I always used to get bullied about that because I was three grades behind in math. I was two grades behind in English. And so I was always picked on because I always had to walk in front of the class with a grade five textbook when everyone was doing grade eight work. And I remember I went up to my grade eight teacher at the time and I was like, miss, I want to, I want to give grade eight math a try. And then I remember she gave me a unit that she hadn't, didn't even teach the class yet. So I had zero clue because she didn't even teach the class. So she gave me that unit. I did that few questions and I didn't get one right because I had no clue. She didn't talk about it. And then the thing that really, really motivated me was the fact that she says, I knew you couldn't do it. And as much as that hurt me at the time, that just made me when I got out of that school in grade nine to be like, I'm going to prove this teacher wrong. I'm going to prove everybody who ever said, you know, you were dumb because you're two grades behind. You know, I'm going to prove them wrong. I might not prove them wrong in one year, but it's taken four years and I'm still trying to, you know, better myself, but also prove the people who said I could never do it wrong. Mm. And the thing, another thing that motivated me also was just the fact that, you know, I'm not the only kid that's going to get bullied. I'm not the only kid that's going to get picked on. So I just want to be a guy really that they can look upon and be like, oh, he went through this, he went through that, and he's still successful. You know, anything's possible to overcome if you want it bad enough. So I really just want to be that role model for other people and myself. But you know, very easily could have gone the other way where you you know regressed into a shell. So what made it that you decided to prove the doubters wrong? Like where did you see that modeled somewhere? Did you get encouragement from somewhere? Like where was your support system to, to do that? Well, my support system, I'll be completely honest with you. My parents were really good. They offered me to like, look, Connor, do you want to move schools? Is this too much? And I said no. So they supported me in that sense if I wanted to move. I had a lot of tutors that helped me out and everything, but I tried to, you know, support myself because I always I've always been a big believer that, you know, if you can support yourself through one challenge, you can support yourself through many challenges. Mm. And I just like I said earlier, the bullying made me learn that every day you walk out that front door Every day you walk out, whatever door you're leaving, there's going to be a new challenge, whether it be a good challenge or a bad challenge. Mm. And then I actually started before COVID putting out motivational quotes and just sending them to people, you know, separately on text and stuff. And then I had a few people message me and say, you know, you should start doing motivational videos. So I did a few of them and people loved them. And then I just started doing more research on it, listening to the great motivational speakers on YouTube and, you know, listening to their press conferences is whatever. And then I started researching like topics that I could talk about. 
And then it just really went off where I just, I found a new passion and a, a new love for helping people and making sure that, you know, regardless what they go through, that they can get through it and, you know, be the best version of themselves. So who are some of your favorite speakers you like to watch? Just give me a list. Oh, geez, that might be pretty hard. Eric Thomas, he's a huge motivational speaker. I love him. Who else? Uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. He's a great motivational speaker. Just listening to their voice and what their voice has to say just kicks me into gear. It just gets me fired up. So, you know, you're finishing your high school career, as we mentioned in the intro. You're off to college next year, and you're really hardwired to motivate and encourage other people. So I'm just curious, in your experience, what does high school do really well to help develop young people? Like, what are, What's high school good at when it comes to like making you who you are today? Okay, well, I have to put out a huge thank you to Neil McNeil for making me who I am today. And you know what? It's either you could do with high school, you can either you know take it in as a, a brand new chapter in your life or a brand new opportunity, mm-hmm. or you can use it to just kind of like you know settle down. Like I know I know people that used it to better themselves, and I know people that you know went to high school and sadly they went downhill from high school. But that's just depending the path you want to walk. But what high school I think for me and for a few other people did really well was it gave you experiences, whether it be making the wise decision, handing things in on time, working hard, staying dedicated, working through failure, being committed to your assignments, to your sports teams, showing respect. And I'll give a few like examples of that, like especially with I'll give you an example for myself. I had an ISU or an exam on Monday and a few buddies asked me to go to a party Sunday night. And I find, again, just a high school experience, think with the end in mind and put first things first. Yeah. Do I go to that party and not get a good mark, or do I get a good mark and then go to a party farther down the road? And I'm not a huge party guy, so I said, you know, there's only one chance to get that 90 on that exam. You're going to get tons of chances down the road to hang out with your friends and do whatever. So that was one huge thing with me was making the right decision Mm. and putting first things first and finding your why. What do you want to make your high school career and why? This actually parlays great into the next set of questions I wanted to ask you about. And it was all around team building because when you're in school, you often get put into teams. You're asked to do group work. You're asked to do assignment. You've played a lot of sports. What are some obstacles in high school? to building that great team, whether it be a class. Like, so think first about a team in class for doing a project. What are some obstacles, both for the teachers, for the students, to actually create a really great team? So especially with, with you know, and with life and work experience and whatever, you might be with a guy that you don't see eye to eye. Mm. You might think this is a good idea, but he doesn't like it. And he thinks that's a good idea. So that's a challenge with, you know, regardless of, wherever in life you're going to always overcome and face if you work with people. So for me, what builds a good, you know, hockey team, what builds a good, you know, project team, what builds a good, whatever team is listen to what the others have to say. And then, you know, give your input. Don't try and add your input on theirs. Give them the time they need to talk. And then you add on what you need to talk. And what I find is too many people, especially in projects, they try to talk, like I said earlier, they try to talk over each other instead of just meshing. So what I like to do, especially when I'm working in a team, 
is if he says, like, say it's a slide presentation and he wants to do that. And I say, okay, I don't mind that idea. It's not what I want, but you do a slide of that. And then the second slide, I'll do my format. So it's the sort of thing is you have to give everybody a chance, right? Because not one person is going to work or, you know, do the project the same way as somebody else. So you have to give, you know, the other people time to express their talents as well. Like, I'm not going to ever force a guy on my hog team or a guy on my project to do it my way. Because, you know, that's the way that I grew up with. He might have grown up a completely different way. And me making him change his style might not be comfortable for him like it is myself. So to me, it's just really building a good team is just being a good leader, first of all. You know, being respectful of what other people have to say and the way they work. Because, you know, everybody works differently, as I said earlier. And, you know, just respecting and treating everybody like they want to be treated in a group. I'd never go in a good, like a group and then just treat everybody like they're below me. Because, like, you know, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Everybody contributes something different. And I always like to say, too, I have something that my group member doesn't have. And my group member has something that I don't have. So instead of just stepping on the talents that they have, let's try combine those to make it a better project than if I just did per se what I think was right. One of the pieces that you brought up that I thought was very interesting is you, know, you don't know about each other, really. It would be great if there was like some tools or training that helped us in high school identify each other's personality types and communication styles. I think it would be pretty cool. I. I think because the teacher usually, you know, gives you a short amount of time to meet with your group. They're like, all right, five minutes. Hi, my name's Connor. Hi, my name's Joe. Nice to meet you. What do you want to do the project on? And they're like, okay, do your project. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, what does this guy want to do? What does this guy want to do? Yeah. They give you brainstorming time. But I think what you said earlier, I think it would be good for them to give you maybe not five minutes, but a class just to like talk to your classmates, talk to your group members, talk to your team about what they want to do like, you know, as a whole, not just as an eye. Mm. So I think it'd be a great idea. I would love to see that. So let's talk about the future. So I have a few questions here. I'm going to lay them all out and we can go through them again. So in this future category, I'd love to know, what do you learn about yourself in high school? Like, how do you learn about yourself? And how do you use whatever information you have to decide what you want to do? So I was blessed to be one of these guys who I used to go to the train station before I could walk and watch trains. So I knew from the day I could be able to talk and walk, I want to drive a train when I get older. So I was blessed, but not everybody has that, you know, vision in 20 years and 30 years and whatever, whatever. But what really I learned in high school was it's kind of, I always like to say the four years in high school is the journey. That four years in high school is really where you learn who and what you want to be. Some people go through high school and don't know what they want to be. And that's all right because everyone has a different plan. But I just know from myself through high school, it didn't really for me, like teach me what I wanted to be, but it taught me skills that'll help me get to where I want to be. So it's like a sort of thing is with people with goals and dreams, right? So let's say my dream is to be a train driver one day, which it is. High school taught me that, you know what, you have a dream, but it's like a test. You're not always going to get a great mark on your first try. You're not always going to get to your dream sometimes on your first shot. Sometimes you have to, you know, take a step back and rethink what you want to do, 
rethink your strategy. Like it's for me, high school taught me to like shoot for the stars always. But sometimes if you miss, at least you land on the moon. Mm. And the next time you decide to shoot for that dream again, you're that much closer than you were before. Another thing high school, what it really taught me was, you know, it taught me patience also. And patience is a a big virtue to have in life because, you know, you're not always going to get things first try, like I said. And, you know, you're going to have to do things like, you know, you're going to have assignments balanced with sports, balanced with ISUs. So I just know high school helped me grow as a person and helped me get that much closer to my dreams and my goals just because of the things that I experienced and how, you know, you take as an experience. You could fail the test. And you can take it as I just that's just going to motivate me to do that much better on the next test. Or you can take it as I fail the test and then, you know, it just goes downhill from there. It just it taught me really how bad do you want it and what are you willing to go through to get to it? What I would love to talk about then is there's business leaders, CEOs, directors, managers listening right now. They're like, man, like what this young man has, I want for my employees. So tell me about a couple of the actual things you did, the practical tools, because we don't remember high school. And in fact, high school is way different now than it was when we were growing up. So what are some of the things you actually did that you would look back at and be like, that thing was so helpful? I think a moment in high school that really taught me like what I just described would honestly have to be this year Mm. and last year. And that's COVID-19 and online learning. And it's the fact that not everything, like I said, is going to be easy. And like I said earlier, it's how bad you want it. And the fact that I still see all of my classmates, I still see all of my staff and students at Neil waking up every day and still putting in 110% effort, even though it's online, they're not in class, we don't get to play sports teams. Everyone is still putting in a maximum effort regardless of how hard it is. And I, I agree, it's not fun to wake up and just smile and wave in front of a camera. It gets, for me in high school, I always loved waking up and looking forward to, I got a Neil hockey game today. I get to see the guys, you know, I get to have another memory today. I get to, you know, achieve another goal. And that's really helped to what I said earlier with the online COVID because it's actually pushed me to want to come out better than I went in. And it's actually also forced me to change and adapt to other things where now that I know that if I can change and adapt to COVID, I can change and adapt to anything in life. Mm. I don't know if that's how other people are looking at because I said everybody takes everything different and you can take this as a, I want it better or this has really slowed you down and you're in a bad place right now. And that's just, you know, everybody's different. So for me, I would have to be honestly this these COVID two years, you know, losing my grade 11 senior year, losing my grade 12 senior year, no prom, no sports. Hopefully there's a graduation, but I'm not counting on anything at this point. That would be the thing that really helped me through, you know, wanting it more. If you go back to grade nine and design like a tool or a resource or like invent a training that they gave grade nine and 10 students to make the high school experience even better and even more useful and help them see their future clear. What kind of things would be included in that training or resources? That's an amazing question. Um, 
for the grade nines coming into to high school, what I would have is, like you said, if I had to teach a course or if I had to do a talk with them, I'd probably just bring up a few main points and then build on those points. So for me, what I know going into grade nine, what helped me was a, I'll just name off five right off the top of my head. One of them was mindset. I could either go in with the mindset that I'm going to make the best out of this four years. It's a brand new chapter. I'm going to put what happened to me in grade eight and grade five and grade whatever in the past. I'm going to bring the things over that it taught me and I'm going to build on those and I'm going to leave the things that it didn't teach me in the past. Because what I like to find is, is some people get stuck in the past and life keeps moving on regardless. It's hard, but it's either you pick up and you learn or you get stuck. That's the one thing. The first thing I would teach is mindset. It doesn't matter if you're grade 9, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12. Want it more and more every year. And build on your experiences more and more every year. The second thing I would have to say is work hard. And just work hard at everything you do. It doesn't matter if it's a small review. It doesn't matter if it's an ISU. When you work hard in everything, the hard work transfers over to the small and big things. It's like doing a small task. If you can wake up every morning and make your bed, you can do a bigger task. Something as simple as making your bed prepares you for the day and for the bigger tasks to come. That would be number two. Number three for me would have to be respect. Respect is huge. You can walk a mile in somebody's shoes, but the shoes won't always fit you right. You can see guys smiling and happy, but you don't know what's going on there in their life. So three would be respect for me. Treat people like yourself. You wouldn't call yourself names. You wouldn't put yourself down. So don't do that to other people. The thing I love to say is we all have hearts. We all have skin. We all have blood. We all have feelings that makes us all family. Not family by blood, not by last name, but it makes us family by heart. So instead of disrespecting your family or instead of putting your family down, treat everybody like you would your mom and dad. Use your manners. Be nice to them. You know, try uplift them when their days, you know, not going the best. Because it takes one person. Positivity spreads. Even though you don't notice it, it spreads. If you make one person's day, that person might go home and make their parents' day. And then their parents, just because they're happier, might go and make their friends day. So show respect would be my close second. You know, what I what I love the idea that I think I've heard about this with, with you earlier, where your parents were involved, like giving tools to parents and students that just brings greater awareness to help their son or daughter or child through school. Exactly. It's good to give the parents and the student tools because sometimes the student, most of the time students can do it on their own. But there's some time and sometimes that everybody gets thrown off track and needs the parents or needs their friends just to put them back on the right track. I like the, you know, it's a great way to close with the track analogy since you're headed off to uh, engineering uh, school to be a train engineer. <laughs> I am uh, looking forward to one day being headed down to the CNE to hear your voice uh, on the go or, or maybe who knows via on my way to Montreal or something. That'd be great. <laughs> Connor, thank you so much for taking time today. There's a few people that make this possible. I mean, I, you and I show up, and so many people have done work to get us here. Uh, Cindy Craig, you know, she did all the communication and, and book, made sure that you knew where to come, got your bio, et cetera, et cetera. 
Naomi Grossman, who works with Leading with Nice, uh, with me. She helps with the questions. If you are seeing this on social or if you see it on the website, there's a reason for that. And it's Jamie Hunter. He's our content manager. He did all this. Sam Forsen did all the graphic design and all the social graphics. Austin Pomeroy did all the audio engineering and editing of this. Jeff Anhorn did all the video stuff for us. And Carrie Cotton, our account manager, while we were here talking, she was making sure uh, the business is running smoothly. So I got to thank her as well. Connor, man, dude, loved our conversation. I've enjoyed getting to know you. I look forward to hearing about all your success. Thank you. Connor, thank you so much. Have a great day, man. You too. Cheers. Cheers.